When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. All right. Bruins lead the Islanders 1-0. Two and a half minutes left in the second period. Series is tied 1-1. Start of the second period in Tampa. Lightning and Hurricanes are scoreless. Well, not true. There is a score. It's 0-0. They are goalless. I got to train myself to say that. Tampa Bay's up 2-0 in the series. Boy, oh boy, some people are really mad about that letter S, eh? Just never happy. Let's just clarify something here. The football team went to the Oxford Dictionary. You can also... Google yourself, elk plural, and dictionary.com says elk's collective, elk referring to one or two, is generally what's believed. And again, and I know I poke fun at leaves and leafs, but it's fun. It's a sports team. It's not a grammar lesson. Just want you to tell yourself that. Let's have a little fun. It's a sports team. It's not a grammar lesson. If there's one thing you can take away from the show tonight, it's a sports team. It's not a grammar lesson. And we'll leave it at that. Well, this is going to be fun. Cam Moon is on the CertainTeed hotline, professional-grade building materials. Hey, Cam, how's it going? Oh, pretty good. You're right. It's not a grammar lesson. It is. It is not a grammar lesson. Uh, I mean, yeah, I did. I like. Look, you and I were both pretty sure that was going to be the name of the team for several weeks, if not months. We weren't overly surprised. I did not know if they were going to have the S or not. Uh, I did know from doing previous interviews with people who know that either one was acceptable. So I was not caught by uh, by surprise. But but I mean, look, we. I just feel like, seriously, of all the things in the world you could be stressed out about right now, that's what some people are choosing. Good on you, I guess. Have fun. Have fun. I I just want to celebrate the fact that we're going to be able to go watch, and I'm, you know, crossing my fingers and knocking on wood, that we'll be able to go to a football game later this summer and enjoy all that is Commonwealth Stadium and uh, the new Edmonton Elks. Which, and I think they did a great job with the logo. It's a good look. It's a simple look. I, I'm looking forward to it. I just want to go to football games. Well, and I think you nailed it. And, and I talked about a little bit of this on the show on Tuesday. And as you know, I had a couple of the designers of the logo on last night. Simple is is a key word, I, I think, when it comes to logos. And if you look at some of the iconic logos in sports and in business, uh, they don't make you rack your brain to try and figure out no. what's going on. Like I, some of the examples I used the other night, you know what Nike's logo is? It's basically a check mark. Yeah. <laughs> like, You're right. You know, you know what McDonald's logo is? 
It's basically yeah. a giant M. And oh, there's two French fries. Yeah, okay. But it's two French fries in a. You know what Blockbuster's logo was? I used to work there, Cam. I don't know if you yeah. knew that. It was. Uh, it was. It was a big blue sign with Blockbuster video in yellow letters. And yeah, if you looked a little closer, it was kind of a torn movie ticket. But if you didn't get that, it was okay. It's a big blue sign uh, with uh, with yellow letters that says uh, Blockbuster video. And you know that. I mean, you know that in the Western Hockey League. You better grab somebody's attention because sometimes you're not the biggest show in town or in the province. No, exactly. And I... Yeah, I, I like I like the simple. When you equate it to hockey, if I'm sitting in the stands and I can't make out what the logo is, then it's too detailed. Like I should be able to see from where I'm sitting what it is. Like just make it simple. It's the iconic ones, whether whether it be hockey, baseball, football, they're all pretty simple. Uh, you know the the best ones anyway and yeah i like what they did the elks it looks good it's a it's a clean look it's it's a good look and and i love that they'll still have the double e like we're still going to see the double e the colors stay the same which they should uh with that long history and i'm excited that it's because we have been you know without football last summer and it, i don't know it's just such a part of of summer in Edmonton that you know it, it I don't know it, it hurt that we didn't have it last year and, and I I pray and I'm knocking on wood and crossing my fingers again that it happens this summer and I, I truly believe it will and I'll be the first guy to go to the game and I'll be there early and I'm staying late <laughs> yeah you're you're excited and ready to go as you often are which is cool Cam Moon joining us tonight play-by-play voice for Edmonton Oilers here on 6:30 Chet. Had, uh, thanks to you, your inspiration, had, uh, had Colin Fraser on the show last night who talked about his Rebels career and uh, his one season with the Oilers, which was a bit of a tough one. And playing on, I mean, is there even a debate that that's the best Canadian World Junior team of all time from 2005? I mean, can you even... I mean, Because a lot like Canada's had a lot of great teams and a lot of great hockey players... <laughs> Like I'm, I know there's been some good ones recently, but man, like they allowed five goals in the round robin in four games, scored like yeah. over thirty. That's the thing. Like that one, the '95 in Red Deer was also another year where the NHL wasn't playing, so Canada was able to get everybody, and and that was pretty good until 2005 rolled around, and honestly, like the one was it the semifinal game where the, it was actually close. That was the only game that was close. Uh, Czech Republic, that was the, that was it. I mean, other than that, it was a little bit of a, a steamroll for Canada. That was that was an amazing team that, that Colin was a part of. Uh, Dion Phaneuf was uh, also a part of that, who was uh, playing with the Red Deer Rebels at that time. And Sean Bell, who was from Edmonton here, he was playing with the Tri-City Americans. He was a part of that team. Oh, you just look you look at the group uh, that they had on the back end. So Sean Bell, they had Shea Weber, they had Cam Barker, Braden Coburn, Brent Seabrook, Dion Phaneuf, and Danny Sivret. <laughs> like, good luck. <laughs> 
the semifinal game that was their closest game. They beat the Czech Republic 3-1, though they did have a 3-1 lead or 3-0 lead halfway through the second period. Carter, yeah. Dawes, and Bergeron had the goals, and the Czech Republic got a shorthanded goal early in the third to make it somewhat interesting. And Fraser talked about it where he said, okay, if I'm making this team, I'm not going to bother trying out for the power play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I better check and kill penalties. Yeah, well, I'll call him smart that way. <laughs> he knew he knew what his role was on that team and, and why he was there. He was there to be a PK guy, uh, a guy that was hard to play against, which he most certainly was, uh, and to be a, a physical pain uh, to the opposition, which he was definitely that too. I just remember that shot of him in the final. Uh, they're playing the Russians. And Alexander Ovechkin is, is there's a face-off right in front of the Canada bench, and Fraser's leaning over the bench, like just giving Ovechkin an earful. Um, and by that point, the game was over. Like Canada had already rolled up the score pretty good. And I just remember calling, like I was like, "Oh boy, <laughs> he's really filling him in right now." But yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he had a role on that team, and and he did it. I think to an absolute T. The gold medal game, Canada scoring four goals in 10 minutes in the second period to beat Russia 6-1. Yeah, we're talking about that great 2005 World Junior Team. Cam Moon checking in tonight on Inside Sports. Hey, the news of the night, if people missed it earlier, it is a four-game suspension for Mark Shifley. I got to admit, uh, it's it's a little harsher than I thought it might be. We, We played the suspension video the, the things that the NHL says it took into effect, the distance Shifley traveled to make the hit, they called it a violent hit several times in the video with unwarranted force, and they also said Shifley didn't go after the puck, didn't try to make a stick check on the play, he just drove himself straight into Evans. You know, uh, I, look, I, I've been critical of the NHL Department of Player Safety, sometimes I don't get it. I do think they did a pretty good job here. I know to some extent they're in a bit of a no situation, no win situation. Mooner, I mean, you've seen stuff go down at various levels of hockey. What did you think of that play and ultimately the discipline they chose? Well, and I thought when you had Marty Baron on earlier, uh, I think he summed it up really well. See, I'm not just a guest. I'm a fan, too. <laughs> um, right. I, I thought he, he really did uh, nail it. And that You know, yeah, 20 years ago, sure. It's a really hard hit, uh, but today's day and age, that's that's not what we're doing. We're not trying to uh, drill people into next week, and I mean, ultimately out of the game, uh, out of that game, and, and likely out of a bunch of games. Uh, so yeah, I I figured it was going to be you know two or three. The fact that it's four, okay, I I don't I can't really argue it. I mean, it was it was reckless. Um, you know, Mark Shifley is not the type of player that does this on a regular basis. Absolutely. But but it was a reckless play. And he certainly, you know, put the health of a player in a in a tough spot. So, yeah, I, I don't envy the, having the responsibility to look over these things and divvy out punishment because you're really in a no-win situation for the most part. But... Yeah, I think this is this is pretty fair. It's pretty accurate. Um, that's that's not the type of play I, I think we want in our game anymore, and and hopefully we don't see it again. 
Yeah, they're just, as we're talking about this, they're just showing the, the replay here on the intermission of the Hockey Night in Canada broadcast. And, and Nick Ehlers, and there's a kind of a, a photo of it that's already kind of become a bit of a sensation online of Nick Ehlers trying to keep yeah. that scrum off Evans as he was lying down on the ice. Well, and that tells you a little something about Nick Ehlers and, you know, what type of person he is. He's, he was he was worried about Evans and wanted to make sure that that scrum didn't land up on top of him. I mean, that's the last thing you want. You got skates and, I mean, he's out. He's out. And, you know, somebody steps on him or certainly falling on him wasn't going to help. So, yeah, good good play by Ehlers. And, you know, that it unlike 20 or 30 years ago, if something like that happened, there might have been like a full-scale brouhaha, uh, which we didn't get. In fact, we didn't really get a fight out of it other than, than everybody milling around. And, and when you look at it, it looks like the look on Shifley's face after was like, like, what did I just do? You know what I mean? I think his his demeanor right after, uh, you know, was he looked – like there was some remorse there so yeah um yeah good play by Ehlers though just to make sure nothing else happened cam moon joining us on inside sports i want to touch on this with you because in the final half hour of the show we're going to go down to sylvan lake not oh, yeah. for wrestling not for wrestling oh. uh Sorry. Well, we might talk about the Sylvan Lake okay. Alliance of Wrestling, the SLAW, which I know is your favorite wrestling association. The uh, We got the GM and president of baseball operations for the new Sylvan Lake Gulls coming up. I, I would like, if you, if you don't mind, your connection and ongoing connection to the game of baseball, because it is a very interesting and unique one. Yeah, it's, uh, well, for me, I always played baseball growing up. Like, that was... It was hockey in the winter and it was baseball in the summer. And I loved the game of baseball. My dad and I went to so many Edmonton Trapper games back in the day at the old John Ducey Park. Um, oh, just tons of them. And my son really got into baseball. And I, I coached in Red Deer for 11 years. Uh, coached his own championships four times for the top 15-year-olds in the province. And, uh, yeah, I've had a long connection with the game i even helped out last summer uh once they let the the kids come back and practice and i was just hitting fungos and, and throwing some some batting practice and stuff but i love the game and i love being around the game uh and i i really love the initiative that has been taken in sylvan lake to build a, a beautiful facility i got to tour it when it was like halfway done and you could just see it all coming together and it's kind of on the on the south edge of town, but uh, to bring the, the Sylvan Lake Gulls and, and they're going to play in the Western Canada Baseball League that is a summer league that uh, for college players, summer Canadian, summer American. Uh, when my son was in college, he played uh, with the Moose Jaw Miller Express who are in that league as well. So I, I definitely, uh, I know the league. And, and I see some games on uh on Shaw TV, uh, back when they used to produce games, it was for the southern part of the province. But uh, Peter Labardius and I did uh, some Okotoks Dogs games. Uh, we did a uh, game in, in uh, Medicine Hat, Medicine Hat Mavericks, uh, the Lethbridge Bulls. We did game there too. Um, so 
Great on Sylvan Lake. That's I think that's outstanding to have a, a facility like that in central Alberta. There's nothing else like it. Red Deer has a, a nice ballpark, but it's not like a stadium per se, but it is a nice field at Great Chief Park. So I, I love to see it, and I, I can't wait for the Edmonton Riverhawks next summer. Uh, I will be at uh, very many games next summer when the Riverhawks get playing. They play in the West Coast Baseball League, which is also a summer league for college players, but it's a different league where uh, there's no restrictions on the amount of Americans. There's there's more Division One players, uh, more players that have have been drafted. So it's it's the same idea. It's probably a step up though. Um, there's a, a Canadian division, but most of the teams reside in Washington State. So uh, it's a really good league. And, of course, we have such a beautiful ballpark in our city and a wonderful place on a summer evening to go watch a baseball game. Um, I'm a third base uh, side guy to, to go watch. That's just my preference. But <laughs> And I love that you can see the legislative building from the third base side. But, yeah, I... I, I love the game. I love that it's going to be in Sylvan, and I cannot wait until it's in our city uh, with the Riverhawks. All right, everybody. So you know where to find Cam Moon. Yeah. Rogers Place, Commonwealth Stadium, or Remax Field. Those are the three options if you want to meet Pretty Cam Moon. That's all I got. <laughs> That's awesome, buddy. We'll have you on again next week. Uh, I love that you're around and you're always available for Inside Sports, man. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for having me on. That is the one and only Cam Moon checking in tonight on Insight. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Man, I love that guy. He just always makes me smile. Inside Sports on Chad. We're coming right back. Good to have you tuning in tonight. I can also tell you at the uh, World Hockey Championships today, an exciting three-on-three overtime game between Canada and Russia. And it was Andrea, Andrew, uh, Man- Andrew Mangiapane of the Calgary Flames scoring the winner set up by Troy Stetcher. So Canada advances to the semifinals. They will now take on the United States. 2-1 now for the Hurricanes leading the Lightning. 8.47 left in the second period. Pesci and Ajo for the Hurricanes, and then a reply on the power play by Braden Point, his six of the playoffs. And after two, it is still one nothing. Boston leading the Islanders. They had a first-period goal, 5.52 into the game from Craig Smith. We'll keep you updated on those ones as we continue to move along. We will uh, go down to Sylvan Lake. The Sylvan Lake Gulls are a brand-new baseball team. Akil Samuel is their GM, and he has an interesting baseball journey of his own. He's going to tell you all about it when we get back.
tonight. Thanks a lot for tuning in. 16 and a half minutes left in the third. Boston with a 1-0 lead over the New York Islanders. Series is tied 1-1 late in the second period. Hurricanes with a 2-1 lead on the road against the Tampa Bay Lightning, trying to get in the win column in game three of that series. Tomorrow, Canadians and Jets, game two. No Mark Shifley for Winnipeg. Four-game suspension for charging Jake Evans last night. It'll also be game three tomorrow between the Avs and the Golden Knights. Avs are up 2-0 in the series. Heck, they haven't lost in the playoffs. They're 6-0 so far. Swept St. Louis and got a lopsided win in game one against the Golden Knights and then the overtime win last night. All right, you've heard from, pardon me, Marty Baron, former NHL goaltender, Trevor Harris, your quarterback for the Edmonton Elks, was on the show. We just had Cam Moon, and I am pleased to welcome to Inside Sports. I'm really looking forward to getting to know this man and hearing his story here. It is Akil Samuel checking in. He is the GM and president of baseball operations of a brand-new baseball team in the WCBL, the Sylvan Lake Gulls. Akil, welcome to the show. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Reed. Yeah, thanks for popping on the show. Uh, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad to talk about something in, in Sylvan Lake that actually exists because Kellen and I, of course, <laughs> have uh, invented the Sylvan Lake Alliance of Wrestling, which uh, has yet to hold an actual match. Uh, I want to get to know you a little bit first, though, because um, like I, I, I just from reading about you, and I know my producer Dave Campbell talked to you earlier today, like you are a baseball lifer and baseball is is your life for a large part of your life. Is that a fair description? That's a fair description, absolutely. So, been involved in the game for uh, pretty much my whole life. So, you know, we uh, um, grew up in a really small town uh, east of Stetler called Consort, Alberta. And uh, we moved there when I was seven years old and just started playing baseball, and it just hooked me ever since. And, uh, you know, done a, a little bit of coaching and lots of playing, and uh, yeah, now into this new role. So, it's been uh, it's been great. All right, so you're growing up in Consort. Uh, I don't know how big it is off the top of my like. Is it was it even over a thousand people when you lived there? No, geez, six. Uh, I think just under seven hundred. So it's so uh, pretty, small okay. prairie town. You bet. So yeah, well, uh, I know about the small town experience for sure. Grew up in Evansburg, which would have been a little bigger than uh, yeah. than Consort. What was the uh, what was the baseball? Because like I can't remember. I, I didn't play baseball in Evansburg. There were teams, but I think like pretty much almost every boy in the town had to play to have enough people for a team. What did, did you play in concert, or did you have to go to a larger community? Yeah, you know we played we played up to I guess say Bantam in concert, and then yeah, and you had to kind of make a decision at that time, right? If you wanted to go anywhere in the sport, yeah. Um, you know, either staying in consort or we have to try something different. So, uh, you know, we played Nem- I played in Edmonton for a summer for Ray Brown at Confederation Park and um, down in, in Oyen in this league in the uh, in the WCBL way back in the early 90s. So, yeah, it's take- the game's taken me to some great places all over North America for sure. You know, we played at- I played at the Prairie Baseball Academy down in Lethbridge and then was lucky enough to go down to Wisconsin and play in an NAI school down in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Wisconsin and and uh, all through those you know going to university and playing baseball during school and then coaching in the summer times is just uh, you know it's been a big part of a uh, big part of my life that's for sure no I I've always thought that 
when youngsters are good at baseball, most of them can pitch as well as play another position. Am I, am I oversimplifying it or what was the, the journey for you position wise? Yeah. You know, as a, as a youngster, absolutely. You're kind of pitcher shortstop, right? And then you start to get to some of the higher levels and, and you see some of these uh, pitcher shortstops that are quite a bit better than you. So you, you learn to play other positions really quick. You have to be versatile, right? So um, in college, I ended up in right field and could throw the ball a little bit and hit a little bit. So um, I ended up in right field. So I played uh, right field all through college and had a little bit of success. So that uh, caught my first ever ball in the outfield at the college level type thing, right? So you just have to learn as you go. That's for sure. Oh, jeez. Sorry, this was, this was in Wisconsin you wound up playing in, in college? In Lethbridge at the Prairie Baseball Academy. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So 26 years ago, I was on the uh, the first ever first ever team, played there for two years. And, you know, that, the academy is going strong down there to this day and kind of a proud alumni there for sure. So I had a chance to coach there for a year as well. But, uh, yeah, you know, baseball, it's you got the more the more gloves you got in your bag, the the longer you get to play type thing, right? So it was, uh, it's been a great experience for me for sure. Were you ever, uh, like, were you ever seriously scouted by a, by a major league team? Did you ever think like, oh man, <laughs> wonder, wonder what's going to happen here? Yeah, you know, not, I, I tell people, yeah, sometimes, you know, you get a few beers in me, the stories get a little bit longer, but uh, <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah, I mean, we went to, I went to a few scouting camps and stuff and talked to a few guys, but uh, I wouldn't call it seriously. I, I, there's a few scouts that knew me from back in the day, but uh, I wouldn't call it too serious, though, that's for sure. Well, it's got to be, I mean, it's so competitive, and yeah. it's one thing to be a, an outstanding baseball player in Canada, and then, yeah. oh, by the way, there's uh, tens of millions of kids in the United States and, uh, uh, you know, Dominican and all those other baseball-producing nations that, that want those spots as well. It's got to be so hard to, to get noticed and ascend uh, to the highest level. Yeah. Absolutely. Like if the draft in my years was just Stetler east of the Saskatchewan border, I would have been fine, right? But uh, <laughs> really? it, uh, yeah, the world, the baseball world is a big one for sure. So you, uh, you have to be able to stand out and, you know, and just to see what's happened in baseball in Canada, you know, in the, since since my day, you know, in the last 20 years, it's just been really impressive it's, to see what, you know, the Baseball Canada program's done and how many Canadians are in, in Major League Baseball and in college baseball right now is, uh, you know, it's a testament to the hard work of a lot of people, you know. So it's, uh, you know, it's coming. It's, uh, a game's really grown here. And, you know, especially in Alberta, it's uh, with the Western Canadian Baseball League, it's, I think baseball in Alberta is just taking the next step and it's ready to take another big step here too, right? So um, it's, just, it's just fun to be a part of. Well, absolutely. Akil Samuel joining us tonight on Inside Sports, GM, President of Baseball Ops for the Sylvan Lake Gulls. So you're in the league that uh, has had the Edmonton prospects. They're going to be playing out of Spruce Grove. Uh, I think Okotoks has been a pretty uh, powerhouse team and uh, other teams in Alberta and Saskatchewan. Like you mentioned, Fort McMurray now has a team as well. Why, right. why Sylvan Lake? Why, why do you guys think uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to work there for a baseball team in the summer? So the owners of this team are Graham and Jennifer Schetzel. So uh, we all went to high school together in consort. And, uh, you know, Graham phoned me a couple of years ago. He said, listen, I've bought, uh, you know, a franchise in this league, and I, I want to build a stadium out in Sylvan Lake. And, you know, we're Central Alberta, Central Alberta people type thing. And we, uh, Graham really felt Central Alberta was, a, you know, an unserved market. And uh, for, for the Western Canadian Baseball League, you know, Okotoks is, is obviously a very strong franchise 
the prospects do such a great job and you know a lot of people from central alberta would you know either drive north or drive south to go watch this level of baseball and you know graham and jen are just so passionate about it and they they had the vision and the dream to put this together and and you know Central Alberta is, I, we believe, is is kind of ripe for this right now. You know, there's there's a great baseball culture here, and we think it's an unserved market, and you know, we want to serve that market. All right, tell me a little bit, and obviously, it's tough with COVID. And then, look, we've followed the prospects pretty closely on this show uh, for the last several years, and I actually spent a couple summers uh, even doing uh, PA for some of their their home games before I started working uh, to the shift till eight or nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Where are you gonna get? Well, are you gonna have to go with an all Canadian roster, or or how is it working for you and other teams this year? Yeah, so this this summer, I mean, obviously it's been it's been a strange couple summers here. So, you know, after taking the year off as a league last year, um, you know, we're an expansion franchise, and the league decided that uh, five of the eleven teams. Uh, decided to uh, put a team forward this year. The other six are going to take the year off. They'll be back in 2022. Uh, they just couldn't take the risk um, of, you know, potentially not having a season again this year. But, you know, the five teams, uh, Edmonton, ourselves, there's going to be two teams in Okotoks and Lethbridge, um, you know, decided to go ahead with this all-Canadian roster. We had, we had actually signed, you know, we had 32 players signed, and then... Uh, you know, decided that we'd have to release these players. We couldn't guarantee we could get them across the border. You know, it wouldn't be fair. They they needed to find themselves places to play down in the States, which, you know, as you know, is quite a bit more open now, right? So um, so we decided to pivot to an all-Canadian roster um, and to a little bit of a condensed season. So we're, we're going to do a 40-game season this year plus two rounds of playoffs uh, with the five teams. And uh, we're down – we're going to we're, we're gonna carry 24 Canadian players with uh, you know a heavy a heavy mix of Alberta talent so you know we think it's uh it's going to be we just really wanted to show the community in central Alberta that you know we're, we're serious about this and you know the stadium was going to be built anyway so there's no sense letting that thing just sit all summer so you know we pivoted to this all Canadian um, roster we're going to start June 18th and um, the last game of the playoffs should end about August 22nd right so um, yeah we you know, and, and now that it looks like it's going to start to open up, we, you know, you know, we might have timed this right type thing. So we're, you know, we're hoping we can get to stage two and then to stage three as quick as we can and, and uh, you know, show people the stadium and show people the product on the field here in central Alberta. Yeah, well, you make a good point about the timing because obviously we're hopeful about, uh, you know, people gathering outdoors. And obviously we talk a lot about the CFL early August being able to have yeah. fans. So you guys, it might be a bit of a, a bit of a ramp up, but certainly I think you have reasons to them optimism that you'll at least start the season with with some people being able to come out and cheer well that's right you know the pent-up demand like i don't know about you just i need to get outside i can't be in the house any longer (laughs) and you know we're into we're in a small community here and this community has just backed us so far uh just unbelievably so you know we want to we want to have that community um gathering place for this summer uh, we want to be yes. that focused, you know, in 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 the area. And uh, like I said, I think there's a lot of pent up demand here, and people just want to get outside and visit, you know, their neighbors, and you know, maybe have a beer and a dog and watch a game type thing, right? So, um, you know, we think the demand is going to be good, and once we're, you know, ready to launch everything, which is coming up uh, sooner rather than later, um, you know, people are going to want to get outside, especially on nice warm days like this. 
Yeah, no kidding. See, yeah. I, I, I want to get outside a little more too. My, my problem is when I get outside, I often play golf and then I just feel like going back inside again. <laughs> yeah, I got the that's, same that's problem. Another you should see a baseball player trying to play golf. It's, it gets kind of ugly sometimes. So. Oh, is that, yeah. the, is that a hard <laughs> transition? Because a lot of hockey oh. players aren't bad golfers. Is it not good for baseball and golf? No, baseball, it's, uh, it takes a little bit. And, and then we grew up, you know, playing baseball kind of five days a week so golf is is something we all pick up in our retirement type thing so we're always behind the hockey guys that's the problem they're out driving us all day so you know. <laughs> akil samuel joining us on inside sports he's the president of uh, baseball ops and gm for the sylvan lake gulls he's telling you about how they're coming into the wcbl this summer looking to start june 18th and play until late august uh i don't know if your twitter handle the number in it might be the year in which you were born uh but i'm guessing it might be and in that case you and i are very close in age and then probably very close in terms of the players we experienced as kids so i'm going to tell you gary carter was my first ever favorite baseball player uh what about you what about you tony fernandez of the toronto blue jays so i was uh yeah I was a shortstop playing and just watching Tony make that play deep in the hole. And that, that actually hooked me to baseball. Just I'd go practice that for as long as I could. But, uh, yeah, that, that those Blue Jay teams and, you know, the Expo teams, absolutely followed them as well. But, uh, that Fernandez was my guy for sure. Yeah. He, he was tried to, yeah, copied his swing too, as much as I could. Right. So, you know, yeah, he was good. Yeah. I liked watching okay. him as well. Okay, let people know uh, online where they can go for the Sylvan Lake Gulls and for the league. So, yeah, SylvanLakeGulls.com, and then uh, we've got uh, you know pretty good social media presence going right now, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. And then the league is Western Canadian Baseball League.ca, and uh, folks can find uh, you know the information there. And like I said, we're starting... You know, for ourselves, we're starting uh, June 18th weekend. We got a three-game set. We open up against the prospects actually on on the Friday night. So, um, you know, we're frantically putting things together here. It's uh, you know after the Jason Kenny announcement there was it last week. Uh, you know, we decided that uh, you know, it's time to go jump full speed ahead here so um you know it's just been such an up and down year like you know one week you'd ask me if we're playing i'd say yes the other week i'd say no and you know so now we're just putting the final uh pieces together on the stadium it's coming along great and you know frantically trying to find billets and sell um, some sponsorship and things of that nature so um you know the guys are going to start arriving here on the 12th and 13th weekend and we're going to try to get together as a team for a week and do some practicing and then open up against uh the prospects on the friday and play saturday and sunday as well and that'll be the launch of our franchise all right well, Akil, thanks for telling your story, and thanks for telling us about the Sylvan Lake Gulls. I, I, I hope it, uh, I hope it goes great. You know, I hope things uh, go well for the prospects as well, and the teams that are are uh, putting teams forward this season. Thanks for hopping on tonight. I hope we can do this again. You're welcome, Reed. Anytime, and hope to have you down to Sylvan Lake for a game sometime. I would like that for sure. That is Akil Samuel checking in tonight. GM, President of Baseball Ops. They are the Sylvan Lake Gulls. A new team for you to get to know, especially if you... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Live in central Alberta. 749. We'll update the scoreboard when we bring you back to Inside Sports. This would be a top 10 song for me all time and top 10 video of all time. Kellen, do you remember this video? Yeah, it's the one with all the uh, stuff kind of floating all around. Yeah. And like special effects and quirky Rick stuff. Rick are kind of popping in and out. Yeah, he's like in, yeah. the, he's in the lipstick. He twirls out of the, uh, the lipstick thing and uh, he goes into the photograph and he's a fly. The, the graphics yeah. by today's standards would uh, would not impress perhaps the modern generation. Yeah, it hasn't but, aged well, but <laughs> but uh, it's a it's a great song by a, a great band and a, a fun video as well. I think you might think by the cars. Here's what's going on in the NHL. It is now two two Hurricanes and Lightning. Tampa Bay ties it. Kalorn on the power play late in the second period, so 2-2 after two. And the Bruins outshooting the Islanders 37-19, but they do not have the lead. The Islanders have tied it with just over five minutes left in the third period. Uh, I'm not sure who got the goal. There was a wild goal mouth scramble, and it got stuffed in. The Islanders' 20th shot of the game. Looks like Matthew Barzell got the goal. So the Islanders pulling even with 5.26 left in the third period. Overtime looming. Again, overtime isn't creepy. Why do we say overtime is looming? Luke Gazdick was on the show last night. The former Edmonton Oiler announced his retirement on the weekend. He had this message for fans of the Edmonton Oilers. To be honest, the outpouring the last couple uh, days since I put that out there ha- has been incredible. And not just that. I mean, I'll get... I'm not a huge social media guy, never have been. I'm looking to get back into that a little bit, but I'll get tweets just now and then from, you know, Oiler fans and um, just saying, you know, we miss you in oil country. And, and the amount of people that have reached out over the last couple of days saying, you know, once an oiler, always an oiler. And, and cool stories that I, I had never, you know, even thought of or remembered. Um, you know, stuff like, you know, you toss my son a, a puck over the glass and warm up or, or you sign my picture and, you know, it's still hanging in my you know, in my house or my jersey or whatnot. And, and I don't even remember a lot of these things, right? Because there's just so many people you meet over the, over the thing, uh, over the course of your career. But um, the fact that I touch the, you know, people's hearts like that and they still remember me, I think it's so cool. Uh, it's the reason you do it. Uh, and all these messages that have been pouring in have, have just been, you know, making me think that it was all worth it, um, uh, you know, and, and I'm, I'm glad that people, uh, continue to recognize that. I love oil country. I loved every second in it. It's a tough place to play. It's hard. It's blue collar, but um, I loved every second of it, Reed. That is Luke Gazdick. Really good interview with him yesterday. You ever miss anything on the show, go to the show page, Inside Sports on 630Ched.com. Also, you can sign up for the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Remember, sign up. Canned ham delivered straight to your home. We're going to be uh, sending out a lot of canned hams once the restrictions start to come off this summer. I believe there's a special canned ham delivery clause in the reopening plan put forward by the government of Alberta. Look look it up. 
<laughs> okay. So some, you know, somebody's going to look it up and be really mad when they can't find it. All right. We're winding her down. Don't forget Bob Stoffer as Oilers now from noon to two tomorrow inside sports coming up from six to eight tonight. You heard from Akil Samuel, Cam Moon, Trevor Harris, and Marty Baran. Dave Campbell's the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy, your studio operator this evening. Yeah, 1-1, Islanders and Bruins late in the third. Talk to you tomorrow. Take care. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.